On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show where Nick Fairbanks will be joining to discuss this 4-2 to loss for the Florida Panthers against the Vegas Golden Knights where the Cats had it. They had a chance to win this game, but silly little mental mistakes caused the Panthers to get zero points out of this one. We're going to discuss this and we're going to ask who is to blame for this loss for the Cats, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On AHL Network, including Locked On AHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steve Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects with Heidi Halakash. So the Cats, they this this game against the Vegas Golden Knights, where the Panthers they look like the better team for maybe like forty to forty five minutes of the game, and the Panthers just flat out collapsed. And you see three goals given up by Sergei Bobrovsky when you see the box score, but you can't. This is a game where you just can't pin it on the goaltender at all. It's just a whole bunch of different types of lapses for the Panthers. Even when they were up by a, a lead of one nothing, happened with 2-1 as well. And the inability to capitalize and extend the lead was really what ultimately caused the Panthers this one in their five, excuse me, four to two loss against the Vegas Golden Knights and still five trips to Vegas, zero wins for the Florida Panthers. And this will be a great time for me to bring in my guest hosts on this Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. Nick, welcome back to the show. And Thank you for staying up for me with, with me. Unfortunately, you are staying up for a loss on, on this one. It's no problem. It's always a pleasure to see the Vegas Golden Knights and uh, their, you know, in-game presentation. And uh, just seeing, you know, what the West looks like this year, you know, the cream of the crop, you know, we thought we were going to see that with uh, Colorado, but uh, I think Colorado has a little bit of that uh, cup you know, dry run going on right now where they're trying to figure it out and get healthy. But um, it was just minor, uh, you know, turnovers, minor, you know, things that the Panthers did to shot that shot themselves in the foot tonight. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned uh, you mentioned Colorado about cream of the crop and they lost to Chicago on on the road tonight. And Mm -hmm. Chicago has uh, more than 
only 11 wins on the year and they have more three game winning streaks than the Panthers do. That's their second. That's their, I believe that's their second one of the season. And it's just, it's just overall frustrating when, when it comes to the, the Panthers always having a chance to just not, not create some separation, but to creep up back into the playoff race and losses like these just continue to hold themselves back. And listen, it it wasn't, the Panthers weren't off to the best of starts in, in this one, despite taking the, 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 a one, nothing lead for the Panthers. It was, even though it was two Oh two and into the hockey game, Ekblad not, finishing on on a on a breakaway opportunity and then Nick Cousins is there to clean it up but even after that goal the the Vegas Golden Knights were consistently creating so many chances on the forecheck mm-hmm. which the which the Florida Panthers ultimately adjusted to especially with them getting their chances on on the forecheck as well which was mostly created by the fourth line in in, in this one of Colin White, Ryan Lomberg, Giovanni Smith but even 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 then the there you saw a little bit of stretches of vegas create creating their chances but florida adjusted and even then just a silly mistake in their in their own zone in the second period uh by brandon montour and alexander barkoff that caused this game to uh to be uh tied tied at at one uh and just just con- these these silly these silly mistakes that they continue to have, especially in their own zone. Definitely, and uh, you know, you you hit the nail on the head with you know the Panthers adjusted. You know they they weathered the storm, which you know you'll see in playoff games. And you know I'm bringing this up because the playoffs are all about ebbs and flows. And you know if a team, the road team, can weather the storm of the home team, you know for the first couple minutes or first half period of the first period then they're in pretty good shape that's a good first road period uh for a team and i thought florida played okay um you know vegas is a fast team they're number one in the west for a reason and you know they had that chance by ekblad which i think he should have put it in but i think with his luck this season it's just not going his way and uh luckily nick cousins was there to put it in um you know and based off of you know the ruling that the referees made um they made the correct call um, you know, and ultimately, uh, that kind of bit the Panthers in the ass as well, uh, later in the game, because, you know, think about it, you know, stall goes into the goal, uh, the, um, Vegas golden Knights goal. Um, but he was pushed in. Uh, so they counted that goal yet at the same time, the Vegas golden Knights player, uh, was pushed into Bobrovsky, um, you know, causing him to not be able to play the puck, but, you know, Montour pushed him in. So not, not the greatest of, you know, looks, but, you know, at the end of the day, you need to convert on your five on three power play. You have no excuses not to score. Um, and it looked like they had a couple of chances there. They just couldn't bury it. And, you know, as soon as, you know, Vegas killed that off, I kind of think the game kind of turned on its head a little bit. Uh, Vegas still wasn't able to get a lot of shots or like really create a lot of offensive zone. Uh, time but at the same time you know Florida was not able to really generate or really you know put together uh, uh, some kind of offense to uh, really put the game away yeah and 
like 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 I said, creating that separation for a when you are up and Panthers have fared mo- mostly well this season when they do score first. And we we spoke about not only forechecking on the other side, but also eliminating uh, Vegas in the neutral zone. And the Bally Sports broadcast mentioned about rushes for and rushes against. For the most part, the Florida Panthers have did did a did a good job for for the majority of the game uh eliminating that from Vegas I mean how many sh- how many shots on goal did Jack Eichel uh finish with when he scored that when he scored that goal to tie it at two it was his ninth uh, of of the game and there was a situation where where uh where he had he finished with 10 so there was a situation where he was like taking multiple hacks at Sergey Bobrovsky as well and 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 Bob was was standing tall Bob even almost gave up a goal of his own, like really early in the game, playing the puck in the trapezoid and then yeah. having to recover on Jonathan Marchessault. So Jonathan Marchessault so also had his uh, multiple chances as, as well. And just the, just continuing the, the, the silly mistakes for, 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 for the Panthers there. And to think about this, Nick is going through a, 20 minute stretch between the second and third period, only allowing two shots on goal. And one of those shots was that Jack Eichel breakaway opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's what happens, you know, um, don't blame Bobrovsky on any of the goals mm-hmm. whatsoever. He played spectacular tonight. Um, I'll argue that it was one of his best games of the season. Um, you know, he bailed Florida out in the first period and was still making saves. Um, I do wish he would have saved that Eichel um, goal, the second goal that tied the game up, because that would have really given the Panthers, I think, some uh, extra momentum um, and trying to stop Vegas from coming back. But, you know, he, he can only stop the puck uh, so many times and give the team uh, so many chances to either clear it or uh, to give them chances to win. Um, I think I counted three times that Mark Stahl and Brandon Montour got caught watching the play and getting beat up the ice. Uh, one of them ended up as a goal, and the second one almost ended up as a goal. Uh, third one, I think Mark was able to get back, but it just seems like to me that they're both thinking offense or control the neutral zone, let's close the gaps. But at the same time, like if you have a team like Vegas and you have somebody like Eichel who's trying to stretch you out, maybe you want to put somebody on him. Maybe you want to have a rover back there to make sure that he's not going to do what, you know, he can do. And, you know, he's been a pretty good player for Vegas, um, been pretty quiet as far as like, you know, his personality, because, uh, you know, he wasn't the best viewed player in Buffalo. Um, but in Vegas, he seems like he's much more mature, uh, taking the game seriously and found like a, a, a place in Vegas. But, um, you know, Florida needs to find a way to just clamp down on games or, you know, like what they were doing. You know, they were taking the play to Vegas. They, they didn't give them any shots for about 20 minutes, a whole period. And then that happens. You can't have lapses like that. Um, I said it in the chat. Like those two plays gave me nightmares of Brandon Point beating Mackenzie Weger in the playoffs to win game one because he went five hole in Bobrovsky. And the Panthers deserve to win game one that that season. But Mm -hmm. it just seems to me that there's always like a a brain, you know, like lapse from the players like, oh, no, we got this. But bites him in the butt in the end. 
Mm-hmm. And and yeah, uh, you you gave me unfortunate flashbacks of of that because Jacob and I were actually sitting in that lower bowl when Braden Point uh, scored that uh, game winner back in 2021. But mm-hmm. we're we're going to continue the conversation. We're going to we're going to also talk about who's to blame for for this loss as well for for the Florida Panthers, even though we teased a little bit of it. Uh, in this first segment, but we're going to discuss more of that here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. And are you, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want to, all the fat and calories that you caught, or try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me and you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covering 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably favored, like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you need to, you don't need to wait to, around to get a box. For years we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. And honestly, I can confirm that because I did my grocery shopping today and I saw Built Bars uh, today at Walmart. And, but and. So head to your nearest Walmart today, walk into the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut pub. If you're close to Sam's Club, grab a 13-bar box of the hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Second segment on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers lose to the Vegas Golden Knights by final score a four to two at T-Mobile arena and Nick despite it's not only just it's not only just the 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 lapses but spoke about the five on three with for a minute and 44 seconds I mean the Panthers were just missing the net there was one zone entry on that on that uh five on three where it just hits Reinhardt's skate and then you have to reset getting out of the zone I'm not going to blame the referee on a, de- a deflected puck causing a causing it to be cleared because they're part of the they're part of the they're part of the ice. Uh, so sometimes those happen, and you just got to play on. But also Anton Lundell's goal, even though he's just been able to generate speed as well, playing alongside Barkov, him uh, generating chances as well had was slightly offside. Uh, uh, by like half a foot to a foot so it was the right call on that one for and and Aiden Hill got a little bit of a break when he went low Anton Lindell went high and there mm-hmm. was, you said in our chat as well where that Aiden Hill was starting to look a little shaky uh really really uh as the middle of the game was going so just unfortunate uh, with the offside and of course the five on three uh, for for the Panthers that just not generating enough chances there. Yeah, and you know I I do want to give the team credit because they didn't quit after the Lundell disallowed goal because of offsides. I mean it was the right call, but they didn't stop. They kept pushing. They just couldn't get it past um, you know the 
Golden Knights defense. Uh, Hill definitely played better as the game went on. I think the first period and halfway through the game, uh, any shot you took on him, it was going to be a juicy rebound right in front. So you have to kind of wonder where was Matthew Tuchuk? Where was Sam Bennett? Where were the other players that we needed to have, you know, down low trying to get a greasy goal? Um, this wasn't going to happen tonight. Um, so, you know, hats off to uh, Vegas. I mean, they stuck with it um, and they kept going. And, you know, they ultimately, you know, beat it out of the Panthers. And um, just, again, this kind of a heartbreaking loss in a way. Would you consider this the worst loss of the season? I know this is fresh. No, uh, definitely not. I think with the way the team played um, for most of this game, I think you can be encouraged by some of it. But the problem is, is that we've seen flashes of this and it's inconsistency. Um, I think Paul Maurice's favorite word right now by reporters is consistency or the other way, inconsistency, because this team, they're either hot or they're very cold. There's no in between. It's, It's they're on or they're off. There's no, there's no other way around it. Um, I honestly think the worst game this season was probably uh, against the Blue Jackets, um, one of the first game against the Blue Jackets, and then probably after that. Calgary's uh, up that there. Same. Calgary's up there, too. Um, but I will definitely say that uh, that St. Louis game is still kind of burning me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a, right now at this moment in time, it's a, it's a little up there as far as, as far as uh, some of the worst uh, losses of the season, it, it, it came in, in a little bit of a collapse. You're... I will say that the Colorado game almost was that. <laughs> it was almost the worst loss of the season. And I don't know how Maurice would have been able to answer that, like what happened, because they completely, you know, they, they completely wanted to shut things down and they let Colorado come at them the whole time. You can't do that. You cannot sit back and let an NHL team just throw everything they can at you. I said it last week. I'll, I'll keep saying it. You need to have a pro offense uh, uh, attack uh, going into the third period to kind of, you know, warn off that team. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had a lot of great things to say about Brandon Montour this season, and he's especially stepping up when Aaron Ekblad was out. This isn't one of I, I tweeted this on the lockdown mm-hmm. Florida Panthers page, and I'm going to say this now. This is not one of those nights. Uh, like that, that I, I, I'm interested to see what the hockey game scored cards look like when they do come out. But l- cheating a little bit when going creeping up on on the blue line and the the other the you, you spoke about the Jack Eichel goal and then the other one from Riley Smith, which still hurting us today as far as like that expansion draft uh when when it comes to how well Riley Smith has performed and he has a very ca- favorable cap hit at 5 million dollars with all of Vegas's issues so if if there's a place to put a little blame it's that stall montour line uh tonight for the Panthers I'll take it one step further I would like to thank Tom Rowe Mhm I don't want to hear anything about Dale Talon trading him away and letting them take March or so. That was Tom Rowe in the making, making that happen, essentially. But um, it's good to see that Riley and March so are still doing well in Vegas. Um, but, you know, they, I don't think that there were major factors tonight. I mean, March so, um, you know, in the first period, yeah, Riley kind of came on in the third period. But other than that, I 
really don't think that they were huge factors. It was Eichel. It was the Golden Knights defense that really made the difference. Um, and, you know, to speak on Brandon Montour, as you were saying, you know, he's probably been the Panthers' best defenseman uh, this season. He's really stepped up. And it always seems like the defenseman who's de facto like the fourth or third guy in the team always steps up. Who, who was the last guy that did that when Ekblad went down? Montour. Well, For- Forsling is another one. Well, Forsling is another one, but who before them? <laughs> Who's not on this team anymore? Weger. Correct. So it just seems like whenever Ekblad gets hurt, there's always somebody who's waiting in the shadows to step up. And um, as you're saying, this, this just wasn't the good night for Brandon Montour. Uh, he couldn't hit the net. Um, made some questionable decisions. I don't really blame him for the first goal. Um, I think Barkov should have just held on to that puck instead of rushing it to him. Um, but then again, you know, it is what it is. It was a mistake on both their parts, and Bob had to pay the price for that one, unfortunately. So hopefully he shakes it off. Um, hopefully come Saturday uh, he'll put one in the back of the net and we can move on and forget about it because he's had a really good season. I, I really hope that, um, you know, he continues his uh, ascension uh, towards maybe a, a top three defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, but thankfully we don't, we don't see too much of this from, from Montour and, and, you know, it, it's hard, it's hard for him whenever he's, uh he's playing on with alongside Mark Stahl. And then we see, we constantly see him uh getting uh walked on uh sometimes for, and despite all that, we 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 we've seen a, a great season out of Brandon Montour, but in the third and final segment, we are going to talk about the very last goal. Excuse me, the second to last goal, and whether Paul Maurice should have challenged that goal or not with about two ish minutes left in the game, and we're we're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and hockey. We've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting info. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Third and final segment on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers l- lose to the Vegas Golden Knights by a final score of 4-2 to two at T-Mobile Arena. So, Nick, d- despite, despite all of uh, the mental lapses for the Panthers, What's very encouraging to see, though, is uh, that the power play is still getting going. And, uh, of course, it resulted in, there's man, a, a lot of skaters ran into goals or goalies to, um, in, in this one. And the, the goalie interference that made the power of the Panthers go on the power play, just incredible passing for the for the Panthers on that one. Bark off to Kachuk. You can add that assist by Kachuk as the most most passes from the back of the net in the NHL to uh Sam Reinhart where he scores in a very familiar place on the power play 
the second best power play unit in the NHL since the Christmas break. It's it's the Florida Panthers. So starting to get going for for the Panthers. It 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 hurts it hurts coming off that loss of coming off of a loss that this part of your game is plays so well, but still this part of the game is holding holding you back as as far as the inconsistencies as you put it with uh, what Paul Maurice has spoken about. But let's just talk about that third goal by Vegas. Uh, Carrier crashes into the net. And just when you see that, when you think about time and place during a game, when it's a situation where a call might stand as well, Brandon Montour, whether it was side to side or what I froze it, I froze it, the the play. And Randy Moeller, Randy Moeller is I, I I disagree with what Randy Moeller said on the broadcast. Not many times that I do. He saw it as side to side. I saw Brandon Montour beat by a little bit of a hairy. He saw and saw a little bit of numbers, which caused Carrier to go into Bobrovsky and then puck going into the net. And had that not happened, Bobrovsky makes another save. And you know what? Even if the Panthers lose, you might have come out with that at least one point because there was still time in, in, in this one. And But there's also the challenge by Paul Maurice. The, the, the chance to, to be down a man, if, if you don't, if you don't the, I think this is a situation where you just have to take the L on that one and try to get the extra skater because the difference between your opportunity to get six on five, be six on five mm-hmm. versus a power play while, while you're down, excuse me, being on the penalty kill while you're down. What do you think of not only the play, but Paul Maurice deciding to challenge? Uh, so I have two thoughts on this. Um, first is I think he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. Um, Fair. You know, he, he's got to make a decision. And unfortunately, I think he's been mediocre at best, um, you know, making these challenges because there's been some times where somebody will, you know, score a goal. He'll challenge it. It'll stand. And then guess what? Florida's got to go on the PK. I think that's happened two or three times a season, um, much more often than I would like. But so there's that there's that because people will crucify him if he didn't challenge it. Let's be honest. Let's, yeah, you're right. So um, you have that. And then the other point I want to make is who is their video coach right now? Because that is the person that's basically telling him, like, listen, yes, there is clear indication that there was goaltender interference. No, Montour didn't push him in. The guy had a chance to stop. This should be easy. No goal. Um, So whatever information he's being fed um, might not be the best. Or maybe it is on Maurice. Maybe he's just making a gut decision saying, oh, no, that's goaltender interference and we're going to challenge it. So um, there was a no-win situation there for him, unfortunately. And I'm not trying to make a scapegoat or any, like, excuses. But at the same time, you know, it was a tight game. He was trying to get the game, you know, back to, you know, it being tied. But it just wasn't in the cards tonight. Yeah. Um, um, as far as a video uh, coordinator, it's John Kinjemi for for the Florida Panthers. Just seeing that on okay. the site right right now. So, 
now now we now we got now we have a name uh to it for for the Panthers. So yeah, because I I think I also think about it like this: if the if the Florida Panthers go six on five and then they they get an empty net goal, then we're probably having trying to have this conversation of why didn't Paul Maurice challenge it? Because it's just Correct. and you know what I it, it's kind of like splitting hairs in a way for for when when it comes to a challenge and it's just it, it, it and, and it was outside the crease too. So it didn't help that slight bump momentum goes and then and and then you know having two different type of reviews too i mean let, let let's think about let's think about that for for going back to that first goal how long it took to review yep. that nick cousins goal and you know the longer it takes to review something the more chances it gets reversed but then that second one very quick so yep did they the refs didn't even have to think about it much no. And, you know, I think after we saw the replay and your initial reaction was correct that, you know, Carrier Carrie was um, pushed into Bobrovsky. And what was amazing to me is when they slowed that play down, you see the puck just trickle over the goal line. Bob almost saved that and he only had a few inches. So go to think, you know, you said that Montour was beat by a hair. He was beat by a few inches and Bobrovsky still almost made the save. Um, you know, it's the game of inches and if you know you can't make the play and everything that that might be the game for you and it was for Florida tonight yeah and we have yeah it, it doesn't and it doesn't help that the travel schedule for the Panthers is just awfully <laughs> brutal right now they mentioned yeah. it on the broadcast about how there's not going to be a lot of practice time right before going to Colorado um, the Panthers stayed in Dallas after Sunday practice there and then flew you had an optional practice yesterday in mm-hmm. Vegas and then travel back home, which listen, the Vancouver Canucks played in Tampa tonight and the Panthers are coming back home just to play one game only to go back on, on the road again for back to back in Buffalo and Tampa. Not going to be a lot of time to relax. You're, you're going to have to do all your laundry from your road trip and then pack it up all over again change the time zones and all change that. time zones and that and and then coming and then coming up is a whole bunch of four point swing games too for for the cats as well i mean the the biggest one the biggest one is the is buffalo um you're not going to catch uh you're not going to catch uh, toronto Mo- montreal they're they're it's still another rebuild year but you you look at <laughs> The, the, well. you look at you look at the guy you look at the you look at the teams that you up up ahead and uh, and the familiarity too along with coming back and then try and and then only for for a cup of coffee and then leaving it's, this is brutal right now coming up for the panthers and getting getting two points would have just made that flight back home so much sweeter but now it's it's a it's it's not a happy flight home for for this team no and the, the issue with tonight's game especially is that you had it in hand and you let it get away because of stupid mistakes. But now you go home, you have to play a Vancouver team that's basically already in your house waiting for you. And by the way, if, if uh, Miguel or uh, Mikhail Sergachev 
tries to throw a punch at one of the Panthers players like he did tonight at a Vancouver player, I guarantee you he will not be getting out of that arena unscathed. Do you remember the regular season game last year at the very last one? Uh, I, oh, I believe it was, it was Bennett. Bennett, that, yes. That got him good. So. Don't worry. It'll, it'll happen again if he throws a cheap shot like he did against Vancouver tonight. But alas, you have a team that's already waiting for you that's probably going to be well-rested. Um, and then you had to fly up to Buffalo. You had a chance to actually get closer to a playoff spot tonight because the Islanders lost. So you would gain two points on them. Then you'd only be three out. And now you're sitting still five, I want to say five or six out, I want to say. Um, probably five. Close, yeah, five because they're at 42 and uh, Islanders at 47. So you're still sitting at five. And you're looking at back-to-back games this weekend, which you very well could lose both of them. So as you were saying, when is the time to panic? I think this weekend is going to be their season. I think if they don't beat Vancouver on Vamos Gatos night, which that jersey's looking sick, I think the season's over. So happen to have my Vamos Gatos uh, <laughs> shirt under. So. You were kind of scaring me there. I was like, "What are you doing?" So, <laughs> so happen to haven't happen to have the have happen to have it uh, un, under me. So, and and you know what? On Saturday, you might see uh, tweets in Espanol uh, from from yours truly on Vamos Gatos night, and a little bit of a change of a description on the locked on florida panthers page if you happen to be uh on on twitter but listen they they had a great first matchup against the the vancouver canucks which odd man rushes galore in in, in that game uh, of course uh, a a team that's so up against the cap for, for a mediocre team trying to just buy their way back to contention which vancouver is one of those teams along with nashville where it's like not good enough to compete for the cup, but not bad enough to hit hit the hit the rebuild button, and they're just plateaued as as a team. Uh, Bo Horvat's likely getting traded. They chose J.T. Miller to sign over him. Um, Elias Patterson report is reportedly wanting out too. Uh, he signed a bridge oh. deal just a few uh, um, years ago, so. There, there's that's there's not a good relationship with Patterson and and the Canucks as well. So, uh, I I I'm not sure if Thatcher Demko is uh, back, which he got injured in that game against the Panthers. So, but the more the more important games is after that after that it's one. Buffalo. It's yep. it's it, it's Buffalo. It's definitely that. And like you said, so it's your mm-hmm. it's your season there. So who do you play on Saturday? Do you try to get the win or do you try to play the four point game? The, the dub all just focus. So on the you, dub. you would play Bobrovsky on Saturday and possibly Alex Leon on Sunday against the Sabres. Cause we don't know if Spencer Knight's going to be back. We don't know what's going on. He's just on IR. Well, he's, if you're on IR, um, not LTIR, but LIR. You have to miss miss at least a week, and it and it will be retroactive. It would be retroactive to Monday. So, so he will not be playing this weekend. Mm-mm. So so Bob, back to back, or are you going to see Leon? Which I could see him playing. I could see him playing either game. To be honest, I want Bob to play Saturday because he's been so good. But at the same time, I want Bob ready for Buffalo. I could let. The the broadcast also mentioned this. Whenever 
whenever Bobrovsky starts a good amount of games consecutively, that's when you see Bob at, 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 at sometimes at his best. And Bob ever ever since the beginning of December has he hasn't he hasn't been the main pr- problem for for the Panthers, um re- really. So I would not be surprised. And the last time uh when Spencer Knight was on a non COVID illness back back last month. Bobrovsky mm-hmm. took a majority of those starts with Alex Lyon being part of the lineup. I wouldn't be surprised if we see it again. Like we said, it's their season this weekend, and you got to play your $10 million man and see if he can pick up two big Ws for you. Because then if he does, and the Islanders continue to kind of just piddle paddle there, you could still find yourself in a good position, but you got to beat the teams that are below you and just ahead of you to get into back into this race. So uh, it'll be a big weekend and it'll tell us a lot about what this Panthers team is uh, made of this season. Yeah. And the, the Islanders are now out of a playoff spot, which the Penguins have jumped them now um, when they beat Vancouver on Tuesday. So now it's still officially still six points back and Pittsburgh does have games and um, three games in hand on the Panthers. So that's another team to look at, look after, and it doesn't get easier. Just win on Saturday, and then we prepare for this back-to-back on Monday and Tuesday. But, Nick, I want to thank you once again for joining me on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Uh, thank you once again for staying up with me. And as I look at my clock, it is 1.59 a.m. on a Friday morning. Uh, so thank you once again for joining me. I know... I know we're going to definitely get some sleep after this. So tell everybody where they can follow you online. Mano, thanks for having me on and thanks for staying up uh, with uh, me and also all the Panthers fans that uh, were able to witness this game. So, uh, but if anybody wants to follow me, I am at Prudentia zero on Twitter and uh, you know, hoping to uh, be back next Thursday. Uh, Hopefully we got some uh, better news and hopefully this team's in much better shape going forward. Yep. And, and, and next uh, next uh, Thursday night, it'll be the game against Montreal, the final game of that three-game uh, road trip in the Atlantic Division. And no more of these uh, late-night uh, recordings for us. So uh, th- <laughs> th- thank you. Thank you once again, and I'll see you next week. See you next week, Armando. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to all the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steve Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects with Heidi Halakash. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today gives you a Monday through Friday podcast, 20 minutes a day, talking about the entirety of the sports scene bring in the local experts subscribe to locked on sports today on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you get podcasts sorry my ronda velez with nick fairbanks and you've been listening to locked on florida panthers podcast part of the locked on podcast network where it's your team every day <laughs>